Welcome back to Are You a Fan, where we explore individual characters from your favorite sci-fi, action, and fantasy genres. A big thank you to Moonbound Productions for supporting today's episode. If you would like to express your support, please like and share the show. Here's your hosts, Dick Rail and Joker. Okay, Joker, got a question for you. Okay. Who do you think would win in a fight? Thor, Zeus, or Raiden? I feel like between the, the three... I'd probably put Zeus and Raiden at the top, being more of in their pantheons. There, well, at least in Zeus's pantheon, he is the top god. I mean, and then Raiden at some point becomes an elder god, so I'm sure he's got the power to keep up with them. I mean, I see your point. The only reason I wouldn't put Raiden up there at all is uh, for an elder god and for such a godly being, I've never seen anybody get their ass kicked so many times. I mean, have you seen Thor's movies? Uh, yeah, <laughs> but that, that gets into, oh, they're not gods, they're aliens. and Yeah, we're getting weird details with that one. So anyway, but that does tie into this week's character. We are doing Raiden from Mortal Kombat, the thunder lightning god. Okay, uh, so yeah, let's get into the real world. Raiden, uh, based on the Japanese deity, uh, Rayon, Ray, Region, Ray, Ray, I can't read that. This is another <laughs> one, you know, similar to our Scorpion Sub-Zero, where there may be some names that get butchered. We apologize to anybody that is offended. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, he, actually, I also did find an interesting fact about that. Apparently, one of the creators was actually going through an like an art museum. Yeah, and he was because he was going through trying to think of ideas for a new character. Yep, and that's when he found uh, the lightning god. Uh, I guess he found a Rajin. Rajin, I don't know, but being a Rajin dialect, it could be very different too. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna stop trying to say that name. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think we. Have, I think that's also the only name that we'll have an issue with. To be honest, I think we should be good after this. But yeah, I guess he was. He found a statue of the god, and that's when he's like, "We're using that." Hell yeah! Let's talk about inspiration striking like lightning. <laughs> hey, okay. It is Raijin, our producer slash editor, just informed us. Because there are things on the internet that actually tell you how to pronounce things. Okay, anyway, moving on. Raiden would, de- would debut in the original 1992 game. And alongside Sub-Zero and Scorpion has appeared as a playable character in every generation of Mortal Kombat. With the exception of being in the mainline title Mortal Kombat 3 in 1995. And its first update, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Huh. Yeah, so they're, they're kind of like the, the trinity of Mortal Kombat, where they've been the only characters to actually appear in every generation. That's pretty cool. I mean... And there are others that have... I mean, I guess others have appeared in cameos, but not as playable characters. True. Well, yeah, he's the only, they're, they're, the, they're the trinity of, we're going to be a playable character in every one. Yeah, except for apparently, th- like, what, two games here? 
at least mainline titles, but there's probably a game somewhere in that generation that he obviously appeared in. True. No idea what game, but because there are too many of them out there. And uh, he was created by Ed Boone and John Tobias. Honestly, folks, if you listen to our uh, Scorpion slash Sub-Zero, there is not very much else uh, real world about his creation. Uh, just that little, you know, going through an art museum and finding a statue of a thunder god and being spoken to in an eldritch tongue that nobody else could hear. <laughs> Isn't that just kind of what art is? It's entirely what art is. <laughs> I mean, heck, right now we're looking at a screen that lights up and we're hallucinating. Anywho, moving on to Inworld. When Earthrealm was young, Raiden would be the protector. He fought in the... Uh, he fought the rogue elder god Shinnok, who wished to overthrow his fellow gods in a war and threatened to destroy Earthrealm. With the aid of the elder gods, Raiden managed to defeat Shinnok, then banishes him to another realm and secured his amulet of power in a secret location. Which I will say, because I've heard a few people bring up, like, you know, secured the amulet, but that plan ultimately failed. It still stayed hidden for like a few thousand years. Yeah, and we... That was one we touched base a little bit on with Scort, uh, Sub-Zero because he was the one that found it and stole yep. it back. Beat the butt out of freaking uh, four elemental or four or five elemental gods. Yeah. Boy, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he hid the amulet and had four gods guard it. The gods of wind, fire, earth, and water. So what's that band? Uh, Chicago? Or... Earth, wind, and fire. Yeah. Yeah. Looks That's like they I picked up an <laughs> looks like they picked up an extra singer. That's all I could think of when I read that. Same. I mean, what 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 were the challenges? Breakdance fights? I mean, maybe. Yeah. Have you seen some of the martial arts? True. Some days it feels like they're just breakdancing. No, capoeira, man, all the way. <laughs> okay, and uh, what else we got here? Um, to fulfill his role as a protector of Earthrealm, he would begin gathering warriors for the protection of Earthrealm from various threats and also for the Mortal Kombat tournaments. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. I, it really was, because obviously you can't protect it all by yourself. You know. I mean, I, also the fact that he's technically not even allowed to compete in the tournament unless challenged yeah. directly. At that point, he'd just be standing at a portal as they all just walk past him. He's like, stop! And they're like, we don't challenge you. No. Right. To which he would receive an invitation of his own to the first Mortal Kombat tournament, as he would assume a human form to be to compete because he knew the threat the tournament posed to Earthrealm's future. Which is pretty interesting. Because, I mean, you know, I crack up because when I read, when I read that, it literally said he took a human form... So as not to freak out his other humanoid allies. So I want to know what the what these gods look like then. Are they like gods of light like some of those shows do? I was going to say, if we're going by the, the 90s movies, yes, they are balls of energy. But that was a 90s movie and I don't put too much stock in it. So yeah, they were balls of energy in there. I think... They all kind of like, um, I don't know, because like the Earth God in the new game, he's literally just made of dirt, but he chooses to make himself look like a human. Is he just dust in the wind otherwise? Like, 
I yeah, that's that's a good question. Also, how much more powerful would he be if he just said, "Screw this, I'm going, I'm laying loose on the body." Honestly, he'd probably be a whole lot more powerful. This is a guy that I've like seen in videos straight up wreck people through bridges. So I'm just saying. Probably could have won the whole tournament. We could have avoided a lot of this shenanigans. But nope, gotta be courteous. Yeah. Ah, he wouldn't be too involved. Uh, only making sure not no cheating was done, which seems to be more in other media as he was heavily involved in the games. So you were mentioning that uh, to me earlier. I mean, in the games... He takes the mortal form multiple times through the timeline, and he is heavily involved in these tournaments. But it's like the movies, and I'm pretty sure some of the comics, like, and those is where he mostly has his protector role where he can't be involved. I mean, because you can't have him as a playable character in a game to where he can't be involved. And that actually makes sense as far as mechanics go, yeah. as far as like storytelling mechanics. In game. Yes, he's going to have to be seen more active because yeah. otherwise it's kind of just that it's like getting the boss character at the end of a game and you're like, well, this sucks. Right. Okay, uh, sh let's move on. Shinnok would escape the nether realm and wage war on the gods. Once again, this time the war would also be fought by mortals with Liu Kang uniting Earthrealm's warriors under the banner of the Thunder God, Raiden's force of light emerged successful, would be granted the stat status of Elder God after this war. Yeah, this would be the first time he'd really become an Elder God himself. Because he'd have the God form, but now he was a little bit more up on the, the tier. Yeah, and give him a little bit of a power boost, a little bit more status, you know, get those fancy new... Rose. I don't know what energy balls wear, but, you know, new sparkle. Because of his uh, status as Elder God, he was powerless to stop uh, Shao Kahn and Quan Chi from killing Liu Kang. This would cause hi him to renounce his title, angered that the other Elder Gods would only sit and watch. What'd you do? <laughs> he did nothing. You can't really... You... Uh, he had the same issue. The other... Well, he wanted to... Unlike the other gods, but because of his status, he couldn't do anything. I mean, you know, Raiden, big picture, man, big picture. This is all insignificant. It really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of reality. And you're supposed to be a god. Start thinking godly, bro. So yeah, after this all happened, he would go through multiple, multiple more tournaments, more wars. Like this section of his story in the original timeline. There are so many wars that he was fought, fighting in and dealing with Liu Kang and all the other heroes of Earthrealm. But there is way too much out of not writing that all down. Okay, uh, moving on. So, after the Battle of Armageddon, he and Shao Kahn became the last two combatants standing and they fought on top of the Pyramid of Argus? I'm assuming. Yeah, let's go with Argus. Um, Shao Kahn would easily defeat Raiden, but before Shao Kahn landed his final blow, Raiden would use the shattered remains of his amulet to send his past self a very cryptic message, stating only, he must win. 
Yeah. Yeah. What, what was what was the classic thing that CinemaSins always says? A pronoun game. Yeah, pronoun game. That's what it is. Sorry, CinemaSins, still in a still in a line from you, but that's a sin. Pronouns. You tell us who, who, that whole all the new timeline. The problems could have been solved if you just said, "Let Shinnok or Shao Kahn win." Yeah, pretty much the entire new timeline could have been done very differently if he knew who he was, who he himself was talking about. Exactly. I mean, it makes sense. Like he thought it was Liu Kang. Because Liu Kang became a big target for everybody to try and take out. Oh, so yeah. he had to do a lot of, you know, goalie defense. But you got a guy like Liu Kang who's winning multiple tournaments. He, he, he kind of just keeps putting a target on his own back. I mean, you know, it's, it's what the champs do. And I get it. I get it. It's got to. It's got. We got to write a story. Write better. As I half-assedly take notes on the character. Yeah, but even then, even compared to his original timeline, Raiden's new timeline gets so chaotic. And just because he would receive the message at a tournament with Liu Kang, and all he got was like disjointed images from the future. And he would try to use those to intervene, but it would end up having very unexpected and nearly disastrous consequences, with majority of the heroes being killed, or captured, or turned into robots, such as the younger Sub-Zero. Yep, I remember seeing that, yeah. Younger Sub-Zero would have completely avoided that fate had Raiden not intervened. I was like, so many of his heroes died because he just... Because he tried to intervene. And he tried to change and things I mean, off of really bad images. And I mean, arguably, they were all going to die anyway, but they would have died a lot later. And likely in very different scenarios. Exactly. It's ultimately kids when when messing with the timeline just don't. Let's just not. Just don't. Just, you know. Do not take a book page out of Barry Allen's book. Do not mess with the timeline. Yes. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. It's done nothing to you. And all you're going to do is screw something up. Yep. Okay, uh, so yeah, let's start with the first of many mistakes he would make. At this point, Raiden would start his manipulation, first of which was trying to convince Scorpion not to kill Sub-Zero, which he failed at, and ultimately would lead to, instead of Scorpion wanting to protect the younger Sub-Zero, it would lead to him wanting to kill him. Even more. Even more. So, that's one for worse. It it, it was all bad. (laughs) It really is. Uh, Where's the TVA when you need them? (laughs) Loki, what are you doing? Wrong universe. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Fair. Uh, The whole time he believed the message was about Liu Kang when it was really about Shao Kahn. As we did discuss, uh, he would realize Shao Kahn actually has to be allowed to merge the two realms, as only then can the Elder Gods intervene. This would put Raiden in direct confrontation with Liu Kang. 
because you can't just we can't just sit talk you know same thing we talked about in the scorpion sub-zero one conversation could solve this oh yeah but game fighting game gotta fight oh exactly and i mean (laughs) you got a hero like Liu kang he's not gonna want to just let it happen yeah you know he's gotta be that uh that aggro, like, no, we got to fight. We got to defend us. It's like, dude, we're losing. I'm not going to think long term. We're going to fight now. Yeah. He's a warrior. We didn't see say he was a war strategist. No, God, no. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. He'd get in conflict with Liu Kang, who had become disillusioned with the mounting body count as a, as a direct result of Raiden's actions. I mean, that is a valid concern. When, oh, you know, yeah. this elder god starts telling you, like, guys, I got a message from the future. Right there. Right there. I, I'm already hesitant to believe what you're about to say. Yep. But you are a god, so I'll listen. If you do this, we can survive this. Everybody dies. I think our god lost his mind. <laughs> so I definitely get Liu Kang's, like, hmm. You've been wrong about everything. Yeah, I would have been very um, weary of Raiden at this point for sure. It's one of those, like, I want to make fun of Liu Kang for, you know, not letting the realms merge. But considering you watched all your comrades die in front of you because of the actions of this god, and the god is now telling you, no, we got to let him merge him. No, I don't believe you. Right. Okay, so Raiden is forced to defeat Liu Kang in combat to prevent him from interfering. Whilst Liu Kang attempts to kill Raiden, Raiden accidentally kills Liu Kang with Raiden's electrical reacted, uh, electricity reacted with Liu Kang's fireball incinerating him. I'm pretty sure some chemist out there just had an aneurysm. I mean, it sounded like you did too as you were trying to read that. That's just, that's not how... <laughs> Yeah, but it's magical fireballs and magical lightning. Oh, I mean, yeah. when you put it in that context, I, guess I if can we, see it happening. I guess if we throw the magic element in there. And the fact that Liu Kang can even shoot fireballs. That's pretty magical on its own. Fair, fair, fair. I will concede that point. I don't know, Raiden. Raiden, I, I don't, I don't I mean, know what to say. It's, it's just more proof that he shouldn't have been trying to intervene because all he did was end up killing one of their heroes. Like... Raiden just keeps screwing up more and more as this thing goes on. Also, for a protector of Earthrealm who should know the bylaws of this entire tournament by heart. Well, I don't think this was exactly tournament related anymore. It wasn't, but that is a rule, though. If if shout, that is a rule about it, though. He could not. He was not allowed to conquer and merge the realms. Was part of the why the tournament had to happen. He could wage war on it. He could murder everybody here, but actually conquering it was against the rules. Mm-hmm. I know that's real loosey goosey. That's uh, basically a lot of hand wiping on the elder gods there. That's exactly what it was. But uh, basically, I feel like that's laziness on their part. They're like, ah, I mean, ah, do we have to? It's like he's merging the realms. Okay, okay, well, you know, we got this. Okay. Which would come later as um, Shao Kahn was, would be allowed to enter the Earth Realm, and an emotionally shattered Raiden would concede ultimate defeat as Shao Kahn would proceed to dominate Raiden in almost the exact same manner as he did in the af- uh, Armageddon aftermath. Only this time, the other guys finally would intervene and restore Raiden's strength. 
So, you know, they finally decided, like, you know, we're going to get off our bus here and do something. I mean, about time on their part, which I totally get it. You guys are elder gods. You are seeing the big picture of reality. This really probably means very little to them. Oh, yeah. But, um... Um... Though in their final battle, they would engage where Raiden would actually end up emerging victorious this time, where Shao Kahn got destroyed by the Elder Gods. But um, Raiden would become deeply saddened by the cost of lives and would blame himself for their loss. Which, I mean, you should. You sat there and let them. Yep. (laughs) And also, you know, uh, where's that little time time trick? Good. Good, yo. I don't know. I mean, at that point, yeah, what are you going to do? I do, however, find it... I do not classify this as a win on his part. Because the Elder Gods killed Shao Kahn. Oh, yeah, no. He he just kind of kept him busy. Yeah. Which, you know, Elder Gods, can you speed it up a little bit? You're you're literal Eldric beings of reality. Come on. But I will say, though... um, Something that I didn't really put in here because it's more about his future self. In both timelines, kind of, he does actually become an evil version of himself. Actually, in the new timeline, it becomes a very big thing in the um, in Mortal Kombat 11 game, I think it was. It was, it was one of the last two games, yep. or the last when two. He straight up uh, walks into the other dimension, throws the head of their ruler on the ground and says... If you, if any of you step foot in my realm, I will end you. Yeah, he, he definitely uh, lost his mind a few times. Oh, yeah. Like when he, at uh, one point, brought Liu Kang back from the dead as a zombie and sent him after people to murk them. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, they got some interesting stories in that new timeline. I didn't think that was, that was the old timeline. From what I read, that was on the new one. Is that the new one? Yeah. I can't keep track of these timelines. The Flash yeah, wasn't this difficult. It really wasn't. It really was not. What are you? Do- I, that was right. my biggest. Even Scorpion and Sub Zero weren't this difficult. Dude, Dude that was their new timelines. Yeah, that was my big issue too when I uh, played the, through all the games. I once tried to look up the story of all the games. I'm ADHD and I couldn't keep up with it. Let that sink in to anybody out there who knows. So let's move on now. Weapons. You want to take this since I'm uh, probably have to take fine styles? Oh yeah, you definitely have to do that one. Um, so during throughout the different games, you wouldn't really have a lot of weapons. He would use a warhammer in one. And he had a staff in, it was, I think, four games throughout the series. But most of the time, it's just him and his lightning in his fists. And like, most of the time, the Warhammer or the staff are only in the games where they, you know, kind of did that whole thing where every character had, like, some weapon yeah. type thing. Which I honestly loved. I loved the game where you could change the fighting styles. Oh, heck yeah. And one of them was the, like, your weapon. That was a fun one. Also, three-dimensional. Okay. So, fighting styles. Nanquan and Jiu-Jitsu. Feels so very small compared yeah, to when I, did uh, the other two. Yeah, full stop. Um, I don't know. Also, after doing last week's episode of The Punisher, even he had more fighting styles. 
Yeah, he did. So now we're going to his appearances in other medias. As he appears as a secret character in some of the most random things ever. Yeah, this uh, first one already. Uh, NBA Jam Tournament Edition. NFL Blitz. And then Unreal Championship 2. The Lindari? Lindry Conflict? I don't know. I haven't even heard of that game anyways. I... But just the fact that he's in a basketball and a football game. I've heard of Unreal Championship. No yeah, no, it's it, it's kind of like that um, when they just randomly put Scorpion into the uh, into the Injustice games. I mean, that one at least made sense. He was a fighting character in a fighting game. Yeah, true, that true. That makes okay, more sense that... than a fighting character in a basketball game. I was trying, I was trying <laughs> to defend it best I could. I didn't have a lot to work with. But I mean, even um, in the second Injustice, Raiden would show up as a DLC character. Wait, what? Yep. Because between those two games, they had a slight story where, obviously, as we talked about with the other two characters, it's not canon to their oh, story. But they, but they had stories where um, I was actually reading into it. Raiden would end up going, he was fighting someone, and he would get thrown through a portal where Shao Kahn would merge with Darkseid. Yeah! Because that was, I remember, that was the old... It was like Dark Khan, I think was the name. It was like the final boss of that game. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like, they come up with a story for it, but it still makes more sense to be in that game than the others. True, true, very accurate. Would appear in select comics, even having a miniseries called Raiden and Kano. Ooh. I read a very, very brief section of that where I guess it had something to do with Raiden saving Kano's life. And yeah, that was kind of as far as I made it in that story. Was it just not, didn't seem interesting or? No, I just didn't finish reading it. Oh, fair. Uh, I read it long enough to get that name of the series. (laughs) Okay. Might have to check that one out. Okay, appeared in the movie Mortal Kombat in 1995, portrayed by Christopher Lamberts, and would appear in the 1997 sequel Mortal Kombat. Now, I forget which actor, but one of the game designers despised, I believe, the first one who played him. That may be why he wasn't in the sequel. That might be it. Because I remember uh, he... Okay, give me... Can we be honest about how how much of a cultural appropriation that movie was? With literally casting white dudes to play an Asian character? I mean, it was the 90s. They weren't exactly great about good casting. Mm, yeah, I can't. I will not argue that. Huh? Right. He'd have been amazing, uh, Liu Kang. <laughs> Him or Bruce Lee. Ooh, hell yeah. Right, I, will, I will say, though, I... Hmm. I think Jackie Chan wouldn't have been a bad idea for Raiden now. Yeah. Mostly because I don't think he could have played Raiden back then. Too many goofy roles. <laughs> I couldn't have taken him seriously. Oh, Honestly, God, no. I've seen like the guy's got acting chops. I've just I've seen some movies where it throws me for a loop when I see him actually act. I'm like, whoa. Right. Okay, let's uh, get moving on here. We got uh. Mm, yes, uh, in the sequel, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, is where he would appear again, played by James Remar. 
The first movie would be where he uh, was shown only as a protector and couldn't participate in the tournament. The second movie storyline would show Raiden as the brother of Shao Kahn and the son of uh, Chinook. 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 There we go. Brother of Shao Kahn. Yeah, they had a really random story in that movie. Because, yeah, he was the brother of Shao Kahn, the son of Shinnok, from the original storyline. Um, and they that's where they had the dragon tattoo, was their family crest, and it was how they traveled between realms safely. Okay. Yeah, those, those 90s Mortal Kombats, they were, they were something. <laughs> Like, yeah. I enjoyed them because they're they're '90s movies. You knew what you, were, mean, you knew what you were getting. It's the same reason I enjoy the movie Spawn. Yeah, it's uh, you go in knowing they're not great. Yeah, they, but they're entertaining. It was also it's one of those like when people are like, how can you watch that stuff? Because it's all we had. It's like when you go back and watch like some of the old superhero movies, and you're like, oh, you are hard to look at. But you're I like, mean, up until some of the more recent, and even a lot of the recent ones aren't good. But it was really the only good portrayal from a video game to a movie. And that's yeah. saying a lot about how bad they've tried to transfer over medias. Uh, let's move on from that nightmare. Okay. Uh, Raiden was a regular in the 1996 animated series Mortal Kombat, Defender of the Realm, and was a voice by Clancy Brown. Yeah, because I guess that was right after Clancy had appeared in, um, nah, I can't think of it. There can only be one. Oh, Highlander! Yes, Highlander. Because that was his, I guess, what kind of pushed him to stardom. And this would be one of the first kind of voice acting roles he'd get after that. I mean, not a bad one. Because I guess that's kind of also how he got this role. Going from an immortal to a god, moving moving up in the world. <laughs> I will say I have uh, I've I have I I see a lot of stuff about the cartoon. I'm on YouTube a lot, uh, and I it's definitely from the '90s, but it looks watchable. It looks like a more violent GI Joe. I or mean, actually, just it looks like GI Joe, except with nin. It, <laughs> I love how you started to soul, say that, and then you remember there are ninjas in GI Joe, and there's soldiers. There's also cops. Yeah, there's really no, there's very little difference. It's GI Joe, but in Mortal Kombat world. Pretty much. That's all I can say to differentiate the two, and they don't say go Joe. <laughs> okay. Jeffrey Meek uh, played Raiden in the live-action series Mortal Kombat Conquest, which lasted only for one season in 1998 to 1999. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, no, neither did I. But, you know, it's not the first time we've found something new as we research a character. Because I'm pretty sure we've had at least one show or movie for every character so far we didn't know about. Yeah, because I knew there was one back in the, I want to say, 2000... 10 that was supposed to come out on it was an online series um so my only disappointment about that uh internet series or internet show that was supposed to come out about the mortal Kombat was i had seen previews for it uh-huh. and it looked amazing because what it looked like is they were taking the mortal Kombat 
universe and doing what Zack Snyder did to Batman. Or no, doing what... Who did the Dark Knight trilogy? Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan did to Batman. Basically take this fantasy world, but make it real. Like uh, the guy that with the... That sounds epic. Like the guy with the blades that come out of his arm? Yeah. He's a botched plastic surgeon who turns the knife on himself, messes up his face jacks up his teeth and literally surgically implants blades into his arms. Yeah, no, that sounds epic. And Scorpion, he's just a, literally a badass assassin who works for the Yakuza. Then I actually saw part of the first episode and a lot of backpedaling. Okay. They brought in the uh, the creature. They, they immediately were like, so you know that preview? You know you were excited for it? Yeah, we're going to take that. We're going to scrap it. We're going to go... We're going to try to make it like the games, but we're going to fail. Hardcore. And you should have known that because the actor who played Spawn is in this. And as great of a martial artist and actor as he is, his agent sucks. Yeah, that sounds uh, a little upsetting. Yeah, I was... Very upset on that one. Okay, let's move on from that tragedy. Into his kind of reception as a character. Yes. Ray is often included on the list of uh, top characters of Mortal Kombat franchise. He was ranked as the 10th best character from the series by UGO Game. Or UGO.com. Uh, UG, yeah, UGO.com. Who praised him as one of the one of the iconic characters from the franchise? He was sixth in Game Revolution ranking of uh, top ten old school Mortal Kombat characters, noting him for his uh, gibberish <laughs> and frugality. So it's it's frugality. That's what I'm assuming. Okay, we're going with frugality. Don't know what that means. Moving on in. Uh, UGO's uh, 2012 list of top Mortal Kombat characters rate him place fourth. Now I get he is the most iconic character, but after doing all this research, it only solidified what I had a inkling of while playing the games that this character, mind language, sucks. And he kind of did. Like he's horrible at what he does he's basically paves the paves the road to hell with great intentions in both timelines and he's just not good at his job yeah I'm not gonna lie I'm a fan of the franchise I am a fan of most of the characters of most of the characters but also I remember playing Mortal Kombat I think 10 or 11 and Raiden says something I can't even remember what but I remember I had to pause and look at the people I was playing it with and I'm like did, did he just say what did that even mean did, why is he giving cryptic answers in a military situation when we need to know what's happening like, I I think this is the first for me I'm not a big fan. Yeah. Okay, so I did the research on Frugality real quick. So it was a finisher he could perform in the Sega Genesis version of Mortal Kombat 2, only on the stage of the Armory, um, where the defeated player's character turns into Probe LTD employee Fergus McGovern, who worked on the port for the game. 
So he would essentially just take use his finality to change the character into the uh, guy who worked on the game. <laughs> oh, that's a fun little Easter egg I didn't know about. Oh, if we, ooh, if I had the money to get a hold of all these old games and right? systems, that'd be a fun one. But yeah, no. Um, so we figured that out. I'm. I mean, Joker. We're, we're, what do you think? Are you a fan? Similar to you, like of the franchise and the majority of the characters, yeah. I don't know. As a kid, something about Raiden just never stuck with me. So I never enjoyed playing with him. Never. I never liked playing really. with his character because his character just seemed overcomplicated to use him. Oh, like, God, yeah. Anybody who was good with Raiden was generally insanely good at that game. Because you had to be insanely good at abstract moves that really had no point behind them except making it difficult to do anything whatsoever. Yeah. It, it was a rough character to play with. It was. So, yeah, I was ne- I never really played as him. Never was a big fan. And playing through the games and stuff at one point, I'm like, this guy, this guy's dropping the ball a lot, right? Like, am, am I the only one here noticing this? And then, yeah, did the research. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. This guy, this guy's terrible. This guy's the worst at his job. If the you, if he worked a union job, the union could not save him. That says a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to end this. Uh, we're a fan of Mortal Kombat. Just not this character. Yep. And that's a first for the show. But you know what? For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time, you're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails. <laughs>